0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Cuz, the podcast where two cousins talk about things we love.
1: Just Cuz, and today we are talking about the second uh, Doctor Who holiday special. I are these all? I don't even know what to call it. Specials? Yeah. Sure. It's the second special (laughs) this year with David Tennant and Catherine Tate, um, and Mm -hmm. it's called Into the Wild Blue Yonder. Or something, Wild Blue yeah, Yonder, or something. Or just
0: Blue, yeah, Wild Blue Yonder. Something I think like it's that. Wild
1: Blue Yonder. I think the other one I got from the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But, I mean, I guess we can get right into it. What did you think of this episode?
1: I liked it. Um, really? I, I, okay, I have complicated <laughs> feelings. I felt very unsatisfied at first especially mm-hmm. with the cgi and some yes. of the really horned in cheesy jokes that i was like come on guys you don't need to do that the cgi yes. is bad it's bad they're clearly using yeah. their disney budget to just make an entirely cgi <laughs> set and it yep, didn't work just
0: on a cgi ship didn't that work the for me. the long corridor using... yeah. didn't work for me. The monsters did, and we'll get into it. They yeah. really worked for me.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I don't think. I think you're right. I think the setting didn't work at all. I, <laughs> I it. I think it looked, and I think Doctor Who in general is way too low budget to be using something like, uh, the vision <laughs> or that yeah. that big LED screen that Disney uses for like Star Wars and other shit like that. I don't think they were using something like that, but they were definitely but using it, it
0: definitely it seemed like some sort a of set. yeah, yeah high tech green screen that they were like, "Oh, this is going to look great." And it just yeah. looked looked weird. So
1: bad. So unbelievably mm. bad. Um But
0: it's interesting that you say that because I liked this episode infinitely more than last week's. And I think it's because really? they were leaning into horror. And yeah. like I said last week, my favorite Doctor Who stuff is horror.
1: I agree. I I also like the plot better than last week's. Mm-hmm. I love the, um, the instinct that they're going with. It's like, hey, we have David Tennant back. We have Catherine Tate back. Everybody loves <laughs> these two because they're such good actors and they have mm-hmm. such great chemistry together. So, of course, let's do a bottle episode with just them and weirdly... Yeah isaac newton at the beginning but mostly (laughs) just them (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and like the whole idea of it this being a self-contained episode like there's obvious easter eggs and references to other doctor who stuff but for a special that is supposed to lead up to a new doctor this felt very isolated which again i i liked but Within context of the other two episodes of this three special arc, I have no idea what's happening.
1: Right. Is it three or is it four? I somehow got it into my head that it was I thought four. it was
0: three. I, I could I be wrong, know. though. I me... think
1: it's probably three, too, because I think the next one is going to be with Toymaker Neil Patrick Harris, so or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: his, he's called. I'm, I'm pretty and sure David that. David Tennant's
0: going to die. I, I haven't looked it up. The Toymaker sounds yep. like a cool name. I I mean, it's also a Superman mm -hmm. villain, but it's good enough.
1: Also, in the last two specials, (laughs) the doctor has been talking so much about and just like dropping little lines here and there being like, why did this (laughs) face come back? Now I have this face again. How strange. And they've done nothing to investigate that really. And... We're just going to go into the last special and it's going to be yeah. all there, I guess.
0: I, I'm I assuming, yeah, we're going to dive deep into it next week. Otherwise, why did David Tennant come back? Again, I, I'm i assuming we're going to get into it. All the reasoning, all the psychology. David Tennant's going to have a great monologue, I bet. It's going to be fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, when, it, when the first episode, when I was like halfway through the first special, I was thinking, oh, this is so... Interesting. Obviously, the reason that he came back is to settle all this Dr. Donna stuff. But at the end of mm-hmm. that episode, they just let the Dr. Donna go and it's weird <laughs> and I didn't like it on the record. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> yeah we talked about um, it last week. There was a lot of good stuff, but that one moment of letting it go, what were they thinking?
1: I. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked <laughs> it. I've been online. I've looked. I don't think anyone liked it. No. Um. I don't know. But... So the monsters in this episode are mm. I mean they call themselves the nothing at first and I was like what is this the never ending story but <laughs> they're they are um truly nothing they are yeah. they have no shape they have no memories of their own they have no feelings they are a creature out of darkness and that is a mirror to whatever it sees so There are these two copies of the Doctor and Donna running around, and I really loved the Scooby-Doo moments when they all came in through different doors, and they were like, oh no, which one's the real one?
0: (laughs) There's two of each of us, what's going on?
1: Mm -hmm. And even the way that
0: they lead up with that suspense where they get on the ship and then they find out that there was an airlock opened like years ago and then there was a yeah. shadow in one of the shots i'm like okay i really like how they're doing this
1: yeah i like fun. that the first scene when there were when there were when we realized that there were two extra versions of yes. them um they were the Doctor and Donna were separated, and then they each thought they were talking to each other, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. They were talking to the monsters. Um, but at first, I ha- I I guess I was severely confused because I was like, <laughs> how long have they been on this ship? Are they jumping forward in time? Are they jumping yes. through time like with these conversations? And I was like, oh, no, this is happening at the same time. They're not talking <laughs> to each other.
0: So I I caught on pretty quick and the only reason why that is is because when fake doctor went to talk to Donna he just kind of leaned up against the wall while she was doing some work like changing some hard drives and I was like yeah. why isn't the doctor helping her what's going so, like, on? Yeah here? the doctor
1: wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. My thing was when Donna said gallifrey and I was like the fake Donna said gallifrey yes. and I was like Donna would never say it like that. (laughs) Donna (laughs) approaches that subject. She has before with him talked Mm -hmm. about it, but she's approached it so much more carefully and so different and she's never outright said, what about Gallifrey? And I was like, that's not Donna.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. And honestly, just the way that the episode played out from there. And the special effects with the monsters was weird. And at first I was like, what are you doing? The practical hands, awesome. But the the jaw going to the ground looked bad. And then I thought about it for a second. It was, it was, it's uncanny Valley CG. And I feel like, and I hope this is the interpretation that it's bad on purpose because they're supposed to look rubbery and unreal. That's me also justifying bad CG though.
1: The thing about that is, yeah, the only way that I would accept that. (laughs) As a reason, like, oh, this is what they're supposed to look like. They're supposed to look fake because they are, they are imitations. They're not real. And I understand mm. that line of thinking. The only way I would accept that is if the spaceship looked real, but it didn't. It looked like shit. So I think just all the effects looked like shit.
0: Also, that exact excuse they tried to use for the Flash CG. So just scratch and everything I said. that was not
1: true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash just also looked like shit. The difference mm. was the script was also shit for the Flash. This script was <laughs> yeah. not shit.
0: I still like parts of the Flash. The whole mom and son <laughs> stuff. I will die on that hill.
1: Okay, okay, that's <laughs> quite the hill to die on. I'll, let you, I'll leave you be.
0: <laughs> I'm the one fan of The Flash. I'm like, woo
1: yeah, Flash!
0: <laughs> no. My gone.
1: hate is not on the character of The Flash. It's purely that movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's there's plenty to talk about that, but let's talk Doctor Who. Yeah. Could Should we just run through the episode? Or...
1: I think we kind of have been. I think it's mostly... Mm -hmm. This episode is so interesting because it's all conversations. There's like no battle. There's no... It's only the Doctor and Donna and that's it. (laughs) Like the other two characters really are... They're just the mirrors of the Doctor and Mm -hmm. Donna. They only have the memories of the Doctor and Donna (laughs) and like the universe at large, but... Mm -hmm. As people, they only know the Doctor and Donna. And it is so great just always seeing these two characters interact. Like, was the script not the best at some parts? Sure. (laughs) Um, But I still had a lot of fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. It's all the Doctor and Donna except for the first scene and the last scene. Yes. Which I was so <laughs> happy about that last scene. We finally got mm-hmm. to see, um, Bernard Cribbins, um, in the few, Scenes he got to shoot before his death, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, recording but. last week is what made me expect him not to be in the show. Because I just fully thought he was. And then you told me that he had died while filming. And I was like, oh, maybe he's not going to be in this. That sucks. But he was. I think that he was a got really to finish, nice... finish...
1: Yeah, I think he got to finish most of the filming before he died. Um, mm.
0: So they probably he was just edited so much down fun, to just you yeah, one meeting. And it, mm. it was great oh
1: well I think he's gonna be in the next episode a little too um mm. I just I mm, yeah it's his last performance I'm sure they want they want it to be seen you know mm-hmm.
0: um and i'm sure and I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure I, I heard
1: that he yeah I'm pretty sure I heard that he got to finish it so that's good to hear but yeah the, the we'll first week, person
0: though. that they meet is Isaac Newton and I thought the whole Mavity joke didn't really work for me. I thought it was more funny that the doctor spoiled that he was going to be a sir or a knight. Yeah,
1: That was <laughs> I funny. That. I Yeah, the Mavity didn't work for me. Okay, did I miss something? Did Donna, like, say Mavity later or something? No, I
0: think, because, okay, <laughs> for, for the rules of jokes, they have to be three, right? Or at least... It's Well, I mean, seated. that's a it's... widely
1: understood rule of 3s, the rule of 3s. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be to be a funny joke, but yeah, sure.
0: But the it was in the beginning and then in the end and then I I'm not saying it would have worked better, but they could have used some sort of
1: Wait, did she thing say it in the end? The what audience? are we talking about? I I think I missed it. What did she say in the end? Cuz I saw I think... like a like a like a post or something saying about mavity and I was like did I miss something? I don't know.
0: I Did she say it in the, not, any part of the episode? I she definitely said it in the end. Her or the doctor said something about mavity. And Like in the last
1: scene with with yeah, Cribbins? At least towards the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember it came back and I was like, "Oh, I I barely remember that from the beginning."
1: Right. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the same episode." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that honestly, forgot. all of the
0: Newton stuff not connected at all. No, not at the rest all. The they episode. were
1: the TARDIS was crashing and falling through space and time, and then, you know, I okay, the TARDIS <laughs> always break. Okay, why did the TARDIS have to break like that to break? Because the there?
0: TARDIS is dramatic. <laughs>
1: The TARDIS is so dramatic, but usually when the TARDIS breaks down like that and everyone's super serious about it, the TARDIS mm. comes out again with a new interior. But we had already seen the new TARDIS interior the previous yeah. episode and nothing happened to the TARDIS. Like literally in Jodie's last itself. episode, in Jodie's last episode nothing happened to the TARDIS. She literally walked outside to regenerate, regenerated into David Tennant and then went back into the TARDIS and then
0: it was he showed
1: up it in was front new. of Donna. And that's it. Like, the TARDIS didn't break. She just was like, time for a change. <laughs> because the doctor's changed. So I want a new face, too.
0: That had never even occurred to me until mm-hmm. you said that. I I have no idea.
1: Yeah. And even just... So it's like, <sighs> if you were going to do a new TARDIS interior, why not do it now? Why not bring Donna aboard Jody's set obviously i i get i get why i don't like that set <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's got too much going on i didn't like it it was uh
0: there's like red and green and blue lights it's it's too much
1: it's just too much and it feels claustrophobic even though it's like a physically big space it mm-hmm. just feels cuz the claws come up like like a like hands over the console and it's just like it's claustrophobic mm. and i didn't like it it felt like stalactites coming down from the ceiling um mm. stalagmites stalactites what did i say they're What's, tight because right. they hold
0: on tight right Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know
1: stalactites.
0: <laughs> someone comment let us know
1: uh, school
0: has failed us
1: What is school? I don't know anything. I don't
0: need to know taxes. I need to know what stalactites and mites are. Did
1: your school teach you taxes? Mine didn't. That's crazy.
0: This is way off topic, but I did have a class where they taught me to, like, balance a checkbook and stuff, but no taxes.
1: That's so much more useful than fucking (laughs) geometry. Why did I need to know that?
0: (laughs) I hated that class, but it is the most useful class I have ever used.
1: Ugh, That's way more useful than... (laughs) Than yeah. most of my classes, I should have had Fix a class your like curriculum. That. Yes. Also, I know that you had driver's ed in your school. Mm-hmm. I did not have driver's ed attached to my school. I had to pay for driver's ed.
0: I think I had to pay for it, and it was like I went to a class after school, but it was still inside of my school. right. But it was thing. like
1: supplied by your school. No, yeah. I had to like mm-hmm. ha- like go to an agency, like hire someone that
0: is to teach me ridiculous. how to drive.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um,
0: anyway. (laughs) you know,
1: who's not doing a lot of driving in this episode, the doctor, because the TARDIS is gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's dipped. She was breaking down and she left. And I was like, okay, why, though? You could have just done your normal Dr. Donna investigating. You didn't need to have the TARDIS flee. But I liked I liked at the end when the TARDIS showed up. Mm hmm. Uh. I
0: liked that that emotional moment. Mm hmm. But, and I also, it had never occurred to me all of the TARDIS stuff in either of these episodes, because I was more, I don't want to say invested, but I was just immediately hooked by them being abandoned on this spaceship at the end of space, and the TARDIS leaves, and that back and forth between the Doctor and Donna, where you can actually feel the stakes of, like, we are abandoned on this ship, we don't know where we are, I don't know what to do. And I liked that moment where the doctor was like, oh, shit. We're kind of mm-hmm. stuck. No, Again, no. That's
1: I, I should have
0: stopped to think about why the TARDIS left, but I did like the stakes that it built.
1: Well, the TARDIS left, the doctor said, because it was like... um uh, what is it? Hads or something? It was like <laughs> it was like hazards. Like the the TARDIS was like, "Oh, I'm scared. There's something scary going on," and she left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I that's, didn't even no, pick up what, on that line. <laughs> that's what
1: happened. He said it. He was like, "Oh yeah, uh, if there's active danger, there's a setting, and the TARDIS just will just leave." And I was like. Okay, but you're f- in active danger all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like we could easily find an example of the TARDIS just being in an active war zone and it just being fine.
1: All the time. All <laughs> the time.
0: <laughs> but whatever. Like I said, I like the stakes.
1: Yeah. No, I thought it was good. Um, mm-hmm. The monsters, the way that they were like slowly oh, learning goodness. about humanity and learning about... The doctor and Donna It was so interesting. I think the part that sticks out to me the most was when Donna was trying to figure out if this fake doctor was actually the doctor and Mm -hmm. he goes, he does something that the doctor's done before and is so doctor-like and he takes off his tie and he says, okay, I'm taking off my tie. If we meet another doctor who has a tie, that's not me, that's the monster. And he takes it off and he puts a tie on the floor. And then the scene cuts away. And when it cuts back, Donna looks down and says, where's your tie? And he said, I took my tie off. And then she was like, yeah, but where's your tie on the floor? You put it on the floor. It's not on the floor. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, I'm understanding when things are... (laughs) when things are gone, they stay Mm. where they are. Like, when you let something go, it stays (gasps) where you dropped it. And I was like, whoa, that's such a concept that, like, we don't (laughs) even think about. Obviously, if I put something down, it's going to stay there until someone moves it.
0: I loved every little thing about the monsters learning, or even the little things they did wrong. Like, the arms are very obvious, but the way that he was just like, I just can't get arms right. I don't know what yeah. to do with them. <laughs> I love that
1: <sighs> um, everything
0: about that and yeah have you have you seen uh it's a YouTube playlist where it's just a bunch of fake seventies and eighties government videos. It's called the Mandela catalog on YouTube. <laughs> have you seen that?
1: <laughs> no, but I know what the Mandela effect is. Does it have something to do with that? yes. Yeah, okay. it is
0: the exact Mandela effect, but it's I I would say I recommend watching those, but they are pretty frightening or just unsettling. If what you wanna are be scared. They? it's it, it's kinda like what I was saying, I don't know how to describe it. It's a fake government propaganda video from like way back when. Like it was obviously made now and it's not actual government video. But it's oh, about okay. doppelgangers going into your house and how to protect yourselves from them. And I got so much Mandela Catalog vibes from these monsters. <laughs> and maybe that's why I loved this episode. Because it was just... And then for all intents of purposes, by the end of the episode, it was the Doctor and Donna that those mm-hmm. monsters had become. Like, brain and all.
1: It was a very bottle episode. And I liked it. <laughs> I always love a bottle episode. I love when character shines. And mm-hmm. the characters... Like, okay, first of all, David Tennant and Catherine Tate are such good actors. <laughs> They're yes. so good and they have such good chemistry. They don't miss a beat. Um, they are exactly embodying who, oh, 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 first of all, I do want to make a correction from the last video that we did because um, I did some math
0: and (laughs) even though i'm
1: bad at it it has been 15 years since we've last seen them so rose is perfectly in age it is 2023 they're not in the future i'm (laughs) stupid
0: (laughs) i think the moment both of us ended recording we both just took like 10 seconds did some mental math and we're like oh yeah
1: yeah. yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> Why it did we make a moment of that? It has been that
1: long. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but they they are exactly the characters that we saw 15 years ago, which is mm-hmm. wild.
0: And Doctor and Who is one of the few shows that can do something like that, which is just incredible.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say. I'm really excited for the next mm. episode. Um, I, It's going to be on Earth again which i'm very excited for Mm -hmm. and i'm
0: very excited for neil patrick harris yes and maybe we see the new doctor
1: oh my gosh i'm so excited for Chutigatua! i cannot wait literally
0: (laughs) i want to see his full transformation but i also wouldn't be surprised if he starts transforming and then the episode ends and we gotta wait a bit
1: I want Donna to meet another version of the Doctor.
0: That would be fun. Donna
1: has had the Doctor's consciousness in her brain, even though she couldn't access it. She's had his consciousness in her brain Mm -hmm. for 15 years. (laughs) She and him are connected on a weird cosmic level where fate or the universe or whatever you want to call it (laughs) keeps drawing them together over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over again for years and... I want her to finally meet another version of him.
0: Because, yeah, she's only ever seen David Tennant. Exactly. So that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I also have to shout out to uh, uh, whatever robot was doing the countdown. He looked like Marvin, the paranoid android from no. Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy. Love that. Yeah. That was fun.
1: I was like, this this robot looks familiar, but I couldn't play it. <laughs> so I was like, no, it's not any Star Wars robots. I don't know it's what.
0: It's Alan Rickman. That.
1: that makes sense. <laughs>
0: So should we move on to the consumption corner where we're just I think, starved for content?
1: I think we should because I don't know about you, Max, but I'm starving and I have a little surprise mm. for you.
0: Okay. I'm you're very gonna, excited because be I've been so eating well, but I want to hear this.
1: <laughs> you're going to be so proud of me. I finally did it. I watched Andor.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> So you love it, right?
1: Oh my God, it's incredible. <laughs> it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's yep. so well thought out. It actually made me mad how <laughs> yeah. mediocre the other Star Wars shows have yep. been and other Star Wars content because this show is so freaking yep. brilliant. Did you finish I, it? Oh, yes, I finished it. Okay, I thank the-
0: God. I can talk mm-hmm. all about it because mm-hmm. the heist arc... That's what initially, and I was watching it week to week, but that's what initially made me fall in love with the show. And then the prison arc. And that's mm-hmm. uh, amazing. Andy Serkis kills it. And then the finale. So good. It made me want to start a rebellion. Yeah. I don't know about well, what, but I it made me want to go out into the streets and throw bricks or something.
1: Well, okay. So <laughs> I didn't realize this. I thought I'd only watched the first episode, but I'd actually watched the whole first arc when it was coming oh, out. I watched okay. the first three episodes. I don't know why mm. I dropped off, but it was, I had seen the whole first arc. So I rewatched it and then I went mm. to the um, Aldani arc, which is oh, freaking incredible. Oh. You know who I wasn't expecting to see there? Cousin from the bear. Cousin. Are you kidding me? I was so shocked. I was I just yelled cousin at the screen. It was hilarious. <laughs> and that was so good. And the kid from uh, the end of the fucking world. The, yeah. The the communist oh, the socialist kid in this he he's and so good. And he writes good. the manifesto. I love that show. Huh? Oh. Yes. Uh, the
0: the one who writes the manifesto. Yeah. I all of the characters in Andor are so memorable and so likable, and mm-hmm. you can. Oh, I, I I'm remembering how spoilers. Each of the characters you're saying is dies, and like for cousin, yeah. uh, it was everything was perfect it
1: was it was just all so good and even though like the show is split up into three arcs and not all of the all of these characters are not in all of the show some of them mm-hmm. are in all of the show but a lot of them are not but the character and is just so well thought out that you are you don't notice that you've only known them for two episodes because when they die you are heartbroken and I'm like Mm -hmm. no or when they turncoat or when you like you lose sight of them you don't know what's going on and it's crazy the the prison arc
0: oh my god oh
1: my god I okay I don't know (laughs) if this makes me like a bad person (laughs) but um I kept thinking while I was watching those episodes, and especially the prison break, I kept thinking, I was like, I would not feel bad about killing any of these guards, any nope. of these people. I would 100%, I'm I'm 100% <laughs> behind prison abolition in the Star Wars <laughs> universe, if not I mean, also in our world. Some, they're
0: people sometimes. just doing their jobs, but I'm also going to free myself. No, they're not people I'm gonna just do doing whatever their jobs.
1: They're not people just doing their jobs. They are Nazis. They are part of a fascist re- regime. They are at but the that's very also... worst. No, at the, they are at the very least neglectful. But mm-hmm. those people who are working in the prison, they killed people. They tortured them every day. They were part of this system. If you... In, in this world of Andor, the reason I find it so brilliant, and, and I'm really putting my political science degree to use, okay, <laughs> is because the concept and the reality of watching people try and thrive, uh, like mm-hmm. regular people, Cassian didn't initially do anything wrong. He didn't set out to rob people or destroy things. He was just looking for his sister and this fascist regime, the empire, it would not leave him alone. No matter mm-hmm. what, people came after him. He he just went to a bar to try and find his sister. Some people attacked him. He had to do what he had to do. Okay, uh, he gets his money and he goes to what what space Miami, and yep. people don't leave. And the the empire just arrests him for walking on the beach. They can't yeah, for looking can't suspicious. Leave him alone. Yeah.
0: And that the droid just picks him up and chokes him against a rock. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It is,
1: yeah. The watching people attempt to ignore the, not ignore, but attempt to live despite the fascist reality that their mm-hmm. government, the, the thumb of fascism that their government <laughs> is keeping them under, there is no choice but to, uh, but to be complicit or rebel. There is no other choice. If you do nothing, you're complicit. It's like that. I I heard somebody saying this. I watched a really good YouTube video by uh, Lady Knight something. She's really good. I like a lot of her videos. And she did a video called Andor, One Way Out. And Mm. she quoted this guy who I don't remember the name of at all. But um, it was like... If you are if you open your doors to everyone if you let in the uh wolves and the sheep you're only going to have wolves. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And it's just ugh, it's such a brilliant show and it it's... honestly makes me mad that the other Star Wars shows yeah. are so mediocre. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we won't talk about Andor all day cuz I just have one more thing to mention, but I love how they not humanize the empire because they are nazis and i don't want to see nazis humanized that's bullshit but the way that they are clearly just regular people doing their jobs thinking that they're doing right specifically with cereal (laughs) i said cereal cereal Cereal. he's always eating cereal
1: yeah (laughs) but yeah
0: specifically with him but just people thinking that they're in the right and that Uh, justifies a lot of their actions I At least think. To themselves.
1: I think humanized doesn't mean you need to empathize. They no. are human. That's the worst part, right? That these mm-hmm. atrocities are being committed by fellow, even even though they're all aliens and it's Star Wars, whatever. They're human, <laughs> right? They're yeah. all people. That these atrocities are being committed, committed and put into a system that is, you know, endorsed. It is repeated. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly reinforced by people. And And
0: that reinforcement takes effort, especially across the whole galaxy.
1: Yeah. And and that's
0: why the Empire fails. And I love how Andor highlights it.
1: Yeah, if you're a person and you're just doing your job and that's your excuse, well, you're complicit. That's that's the truth. (laughs) And uh, we're not gonna go into it, but it has lots of reflections to our (laughs) real worlds okay art reflects life and star
0: wars has also always reflected life and I don't politics. understand what Star Wars has always been political.
1: political. Yeah. If people <laughs> say Star Wars is not political, they've never seen Star Wars or never paid attention because yeah. Star Wars is literally about a rebellion. It's about politics. Like, you're stupid if you think it's not.
0: <laughs> George Lucas is also very, very clear about that in every oh, interview that he's ever 100%.
1: been 100%. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said in an interview that... In his original trilogy, America was the Empire and the Rebellion was Viet Cong. And I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. George, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah.
0: It's very interesting. Yeah. But I guess we can kind of change paces because I do have some Doctor Who stuff to talk yes. about. Yes, yes. Because... Back to Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't know how this slipped by me. I, I honestly am embarrassed that I did not mention this last week because... The Star Beast, which is the title of the episode, the entire narrative, like, one for one, is from a comic. A Doctor Who comic, which is an adventure of the fourth. Mm -hmm. And I read it. It's a lot of fun. Like, it's the exact same story.
1: No, I knew that. Did I not mention that last time? No. I absolutely knew that.
0: (laughs) I had no idea, because I would have shouted it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, the the meep is from, originally from that comic.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, there wouldn't be too much to mention about this comic. Like, it was fun, but it was the exact same story. But I do have to mention, it was written by Pat Mills, but the illustrator is Dave Gibbons, who I don't know if you're aware of that name, but he's the illustrator of Watchmen.
1: Oh, I knew it sounded (laughs) familiar. Okay, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) And if you look at the art, it's like, oh yeah, that's Watchmen art. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, I've super I've fun. Only seen, Go read that comic.
1: I've only seen the art of the Meep. Yeah, I found that out when this special was announced.
0: When the, what no they, they they
1: like they released at some point they released footage of or like a picture of the Meep or something, and someone was mm. like, "There's a comic with the Meep," <laughs> and I was like, "There's oh, a meep okay, comic. That's why everyone cares about it, <laughs> and I, I looked it up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think it's. Uh, I think the episode is. Other than all the Donna stuff mm. is an adaptation yeah. of that. Yeah, it's
0: a different companion and it's the fourth Doctor. But other than that, the exact mm-hmm. same story.
1: Yeah. Um, that's fun. <laughs> I, oh, I want to make a, um, I don't know if it's a correction, but I want mm-hmm. to uh, acknowledge something that I said last time. Uh, last time in the Conception Corner, I shouted out <laughs> a video that I had recently watched um, by James Somerton.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then a week later, a YouTuber who I incredibly respect and who ha- is, makes uh, really great and well-researched content, um, H Guy, released a new video about plagiarism on YouTube which heavily focused on James Summerton and oh, no. how much of a plagiarist and just outright liar that he is um so everyone don't go watch his videos <laughs> um go watch, watch the new
0: H bomber guy video go
1: watch H bomber guy's video <laughs> I didn't even go know that watch, was out I got to watch yeah, that yeah it's really good go watch there's another video that um was made about the topic as well by someone <laughs> let me <laughs> let me find it uh, todd in the shadows um it was okay. made by todd in the shadows he made another one that could be considered considered a companion piece to um h bomber guy's video not really intentionally but it uh covers similar topics and It is, those are both very well-researched and Mm -hmm. honorable videos and (laughs) not plagiarized. So we don't like people who steal from other people, especially intellectual work. That's not Mm. good or fun. And you're stupid if you do that. Okay. Anyway.
0: Anyway, I have been reading the Across the Spider-Verse script because they released that for free online. Ooh. I downloaded it to my computer. I've been making my way slowly through it. It's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I Is mean, it's it... the exact... There's not yeah. much more. I will say there are curse words in the script. Like, it's not meant for kids. Okay. Not a lot, but it's there.
1: Do they do they bleep out curse words in the movie, or did they just no. rewrite it?
0: it? It's always um, explanations. Like this has been going around Twitter, so I already knew about this before I even touched the script. But the exact words for when Spider Punk throws off his wristwatch and steps through the portal is Spider Punk fucks off. Like that—that's the words in the script.
1: Oh, you mean the stage directions are, or yeah. like the, yeah, the but, directions are
0: mm-hmm.
1: have curse words? Awesome. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The most scripts are
1: like it. that. Yeah, not in the dialogue. I thought you meant in the dialogue no. and I was like, "Oh, no. wait,
0: what?" <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed from the actual movie.
1: Yeah. Um I have been reading a new book.
0: Okay. Well,
1: reading is I mean, I've I've gotten past the first chapter. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not that far into it, but it is a book that is the right now the like the center of i don't know book talk or it's it's real people are real crazy about it um not crazy people really really like it um it's called fourth wing if you've heard of it in the book fantasy romance genres it is uh, it has really taken off it came out i think Mm. last year and the sequel just came out so it's really big right now um And me and a bunch of my coworkers decided to read it together because we're like, we want to know what the hype is about. (laughs) Is Uh, it worth the hype? Again, I've only gotten (laughs) through the first chapter. Um, Personally, I don't love the writing style. I don't like how expositional it is. Um, For example, Mm. after two pages, I knew every single thing about the three oh, characters no. who were in that scene and i was like i don't oh, why can't no. i figure it out through the way that they're yeah, acting through like context. show don't tell you don't need to <laughs> tell me freaking everything in the first two pages of your freaking book sorry
0: <laughs> have you read a summary like do you know what it's about
1: um it is about a um a world where or like a kingdom i guess um where there's four factions that you can go into one of the and three of them are boring and one of them is being a dragon rider so
0: yeah um, always be a dragon rider
1: well our main character is from a family of high-ranking dragon riders but she like her father wanted to be a uh, scribe but her mother won't let her be a scribe and is forcing her to go to dragon riding school um boohoo so, yeah, well, I mean, she doesn't no, want to I'm because kidding. you can get killed on the first day, like really easily. So I'm like, I guess that makes That's sense. That's fair. You but, know. yeah, it seems it seems pretty predictable. But I like being a part of a book club, so I'm going to keep reading yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, if you continue to read it and you like it, I might pick it up. Because okay. that honestly sounds fun. Sounds like my kind of read. Dragons I don't. I stuff. don't
1: know if it'll be your kind of read because I again, I've only gotten to the first chapter. I don't know, mm. but I, from what I've heard, there's a lot of sex in it, and it's a very, oh. um, it's a very big <laughs> romance book. Okay. For women. So,
0: so yeah, not my kind of read. <laughs> <laughs> Depending, I on mean, it's maybe. maybe you'll like it. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who
1: knows? I'll keep reading. I'll <laughs> let you know.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I watched a movie this week and I've watched it many many times this is at least uh the sixth time I've watched it and if you've ever seen Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping I genuinely think it's a masterpiece and it's it's a late night comedy like it's um it stars Andy Samberg and all the Lonely Island crew like it's it's pretty much about Lonely Island and it's I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I should preface it by every time I watched it, there is a hard R in it, and it catches me off guard every time, and I do not like it, but that's the one moment in this very offensive movie that it steps over the line. Other than that, great movie.
1: (laughs) I, um, I saw part of that movie once. I never saw the whole thing, and maybe I should. Because it sounds fun, and I love *The Lonely Island*. Mm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Again, I think yeah, it is no, a I'll, masterpiece.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely, I'll definitely watch it. Definitely watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I got a couple more recommendations. Honestly, I can just shout them out and go talk ahead. about them later.
1: Go ahead. The only thing I'm doing is uh, reading that book and watching. <laughs> The new season of Big Mouth, but eh, Mm. it's Big Mouth.
0: Well, (laughs) there's one that I honestly think you should watch. Okay. And then, because these are both animes, the first one is Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. If you've seen Scott
1: Pilgrim, I heard that the new that there was a new anime out. I did not realize that that was a real thing.
0: It's eight episodes. It's got all of the main cast is back, and I watched it fully expecting and being prepared for just a recap of the movie and the first episode did that and it was running really fast through the movie and i was like why are we skipping through some stuff we got plenty of time i expected it to be more based off of the graphic novel which is just means the movie but with more character interactions but no very early on this diverts from the movie and it is a different story mm, go watch it that sounds
1: it. fun okay okay what do you mean the whole cast is back? Like they're voicing everyone. They're yeah. voicing it.
0: Yeah, Chris Whoa. Evans, Brie Larson, Michael Sarah, Aubrey Plaza. Wait a
1: second, that's crazy. <laughs> they're all back. Holy crap! <laughs> Jason I Jason Schwartzman.
0: Wow.
1: How did I not know about this? Okay, <laughs> I will definitely watch mm-hmm. that. I love and again, Scott you'll
0: watch Trump. the first episode and you're like, "This is weird. This is just the movie." And then the first episode ends. <laughs> anyway, we'll probably talk about it later because I'll quickly mention Jujutsu Kaisen, which I don't know if you're an anime person. I
1: know Jujutsu Kaisen. I I haven't seen it or read Consistently it, but I know of it.
0: the best anime running right now. Not that it has the most emotional moments or just emotional impactful moments, but every episode, or at least every other episode, there is a season finale level fight where the like a hand-to-hand fight is just given budget and time and the animators are clearly putting effort into the fluidity and everything of the movements highly recommend this show just to see some people punch cities apart it's amazing awesome (laughs) there was also a moment in an episode that i watched recently where this drunk dick character that i never liked he gets in a fight, and I immediately started liking him more because he started talking about frames of animation and how a lot of people turn on motion smoothing. And he did that because, uh, in anime, everyone has a superpower, but his superpower had to do with animation and the way the show was animated. No, oh, that's cool. all. I'll say is that
1: <laughs> okay? Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest anime fan, uh, no, or manga fan not because Hmm. of any reason i just i i i've never been able to get into it very easily it it looks
0: strange you know the The, way the people are drawn
1: no it's not strange no it's not about the the art style i like the art style for me it's like i don't like cartoons where people fight a lot (laughs) i like (laughs) cartoons that are just chill like Big no, that's Mouth, why like I watch cartoons. like Family Guy, like <laughs> and like Rick and Morty. They they fight a little bit, but not really. I like Invincible, mm. oh and yeah. stuff like that. But I don't know. I've never watched other than I think Invincible is the first cartoon I've ever watched where like fighting is a big part of it.
0: I mean, the Last Airbender.
1: I didn't watch that. I've what? never seen it. Mm. What the
0: <laughs> actual fuck, Sasha? I watched.
1: I watched. Um, what was that? I was just thinking of something. I forgot. Oh well. <laughs> I did We're see. We're gonna another. have an
0: episode about Avatar. The I've Last tried Airbender. to watch
1: it before. The live action show happened. is coming.
0: I'm gonna force you. But like, but
1: but, but I didn't or watch it as a style. kid. I don't have any nostalgia for
0: Sasha, it. Sasha. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. It's up there with one of know, the best shows ever. I know. You don't need I've nostalgia. Heard that.
1: I I've heard when that. I was
0: living with my roommate in college, I made him watch two things Harry Potter. And Avatar The Last Airbender. And he didn't love Harry Potter, but he loved Avatar.
1: I tried. I tried to watch it in college. I just never, I could never get into it.
0: We'll watch Uh, it. Okay. Don't you worry. (laughs) But I can't think of too much else to say. Me neither. (laughs) But with that, this has been a Mavity Podcast.